Today on this morning walk, Libby and I have sat down with the phenomenal Rhonda Ross. She is a singer, an actress, an activist, a writer, the eldest daughter of the iconic Diana Ross. She is a mother, a wife, and a personal power coach. She is absolutely wonderful. And this conversation really stretched Libby and I's idea of what walking means and how it can land so differently in our community members' lives. Blind Nil Audio. I'm Alex L. I'm Libby Delena. Welcome to this Morning Walk podcast. <laughs> Hi, Alex. Hey, Libby. How you doing? I'm really excited for this conversation, but it took us a minute to get everything set up. Boy, I... I had my microphone all ridiculously plugged in and imperfect, and <laughs> I think you did too, so bear with us on that piece of it. But it, the conversation was spectacular. Boy, I thought about everything Rhonda said all day after this conversation. It was really, really helpful and transformative for me. Yeah. Yeah. She's wonderful. And my mic was plugged in, but was not selected, guys. So it was one of those days. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we talked like just wobbly. So let that be a reminder that sometimes you think you have things in alignment and they're not, and it's still okay. It's still okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're still here. <laughs> but um, welcome back to this morning walk after our Thanksgiving holiday. We hope that y'all are enjoying this show. We're so happy to be back in connection with each other and also now with these new guests. Like I am just so deeply thrilled to be speaking to other folks about their walking practice. Rhonda's, you'll hear it, of course, is just stunning. So grab your journals because this is one you're going to want to take notes on. One of the things I really loved about the conversation was the expansion of the concept uh, This Morning Walk, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, it started very much as a physical endeavor, as uh, a way for me to tap into what I'm feeling. I said this before that I'm not really ever sure what I feel unless I'm moving. And the thing that is so beautiful about our conversation with Rhonda was for me, she opened the aperture on on this practice. What are mm-hmm. we walking through? Using walking as a framework or a metaphor, as a as a way of understanding the world that uh, this morning walk is beyond simply the physical step after step. It's it's actually so much larger than that. And I, for me, in conversation with her, I had this aha moment of walking as a beautiful physical tool, a spiritual tool, a conception. It just it. She really opened my mind to what this practice can look like. Hmm. And I loved how she was talking us through kind of mind walks. Like, what are we thinking about? What are our thoughts walking us through? And that's why I'm so excited to talk to guests because not everyone has a physical walking practice. Sometimes it's a mental one. It's a, it, there, There's just so many layers, guys, and we cannot wait until you hear it. Grab your journals and enjoy this conversation. It is truly magnificent.
Rhonda, thank you so much for being open to coming on our show. I mean, you and I took a very long walk together in LA last year, and that has really stuck with me. So I was like, we have to have you on the show. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, and I, I listen so much to this podcast. So it's it's just a thrill for me to be in conversation with you two ladies. So thank you. Okay, so I want to hear how you two met and tell me about this this walk around LA. <laughs> uh, uh, Alex and I were both featured writers uh, for a few years during the pandemic on a meta platform for writers. And we wrote about similar topics. And uh, there was a, a Zoom meeting of some of the writers. And yes. we met and we said, oh, we're not only are we writing about similar topics, but we seem to have similar perspectives and, and similar viewpoints. So how about we be friends? <laughs> how about we get to know each other? And so we did, and we had some conversations. And then uh, when she was visiting Los Angeles and I was living out there at the time, um, we did get together and take a wonderful walk and talk. It was really right when her second, uh, not second, but her last book the last was coming book, out. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so it was one, it was about a year ago, actually. It was almost exactly a year ago. A year ago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so uh, that's how we met. We love it. I remember Alex came back from visiting with you and having a conversation. And I think in one of our morning calls, you, Alex, were just so excited. You were really nourished by your conversation. And I don't remember specifically where you were walking, but uh, the conversation I remember was really meaningful for you. It was. And that's, and I, I think that's a great way to kind of ease into what we're going to talk about today, which what I love about your work, Rhonda, is your emphasis on personal practice and mm. being present in your life and intentional in your life and how you walk through the world is just deeply inspiring. So I'm curious, can you define what personal practice is for you oh. and what you teach your community about it? Thank you. Wow. That, I love it because that is just jumping straight in. Yes, I will answer what my personal practice is. And, and it, it is interesting because it is a walking through. I'm just going to give a preface, which is I do love to physically walk. I love to physically walk, which is why we did that when you were out in Los Angeles. I do that all the time. I have now relocated to New York. And so I get to physically walk through the city and all the just juiciness that comes with that. Um, and one of the things I love about city walking is that because I, I'm not in a car, because I have all that public transportation at my fingertips, I can decide to walk at any time. Uh, I can take the subway to somewhere and then walk back. Or like today, I took, I'm up in Connecticut right now and I, I took the train up here and I, I walked to the train station. Like I, I don't have to make a, a choice and dedicate a certain my, amount of time. Oh, here are my two hours. I'm going to go take my walk. I can just kind of intersperse it and intermingle it throughout my life. And that relates to my personal practice, which is a mental walking through whatever it is I'm, I'm going through. Specifically, I'd love to feel what I'm feeling. Take, take a moment to be intentional about feeling what I'm feeling and then uh, walking through uh, what that feeling is and how I can feel better if, I cho if and when I choose 
to feel better, to know that that is my choice, that it's under my control, that I can feel better. And the first thing I have to do is something I call the crucial first step, which is knowing that my feelings are an indicator of my thoughts. And so once I know, oh, my feelings are not based on what's actually happening around me. It's happening. It, it, it's based on what, what's happening inside of me. And I walk through, I have a five-step process that I do where I walk through those thoughts, detangling those thoughts, replacing them with more nourishing thoughts, all the way to feeling better, changing those feelings. So that, thank you for asking that question. That's, that is what I do. Well, now we need to know what the five-step process is. Five steps, is. yes. I mean, that's such a nourishing, f- I mean, it's a heroic first step, right? Like just mm. to even acknowledge that is incredible. But yes, tell us about the all five steps. I certainly will. Yes. Well, that first step is recognizing and accepting that there is a space between what happens to us and what we feel about what happens to us. And in that space, live our thoughts about what happens to us. And that is actually what is triggering our feelings, not the actions, not the events and the circumstances. It's our thoughts about it. It's how we frame it. It's how we, it's how we filter it. It's all of those things. It's powerful. I do call that the crucial first step because None of the other steps matter. I mean, none of the other steps can happen uh, without that one. You have to start there. Uh, give yourself the the power to know that it is you. And you are the thinker of your thoughts. Doesn't always feel that way, but you are. And so you can make those choices. So really, uh, that crucial first step activates our ability to feel better, to change. It, it makes us ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard you both talk about on days that maybe you don't feel like walking, but you still want to walk. You have to, you have to take that crucial first step, put on your shoes, put on your coat and get out there, right? Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's that, first, that first thing. So that's step one. The second step is acknowledging your feelings, right? This is huge. What am I actually feeling? So often we move so quickly through our lives. We have so much to do and so many responsibilities that are on our plates Mm -hmm. that we don't even know these feelings that are, I like to say, sort of ping-ponging around in our minds and our hearts. Uh, Feelings of uh, frustration or shame or fear or sadness or grief. We don't even know that that's what we're feeling right? And we're so busy being triggered by them, so busy, you know, being short-tempered with our loved ones or whatever the thing is, because Mm. we don't even know what we're feeling. Mm. So, so I make sure to take time to feel them, give myself sort of a, a hug around it and say, oh my goodness, you're terrified. That's what's going on, right? So step two is, is very soothing and, and lets you feel your feelings. And, and step three is recognizing what are the thoughts that are uh, activating those feelings that are triggering those feelings. What are they? Again, we're, we run through this world. We're so busy taking care of everything. We don't always notice what we're thinking. Very often we don't notice what we're thinking. And these thoughts are on loop. They're triggering these feelings. And so I take the time and in this step of the process, take the, the time to figure out what I'm feeling, shed some light on that, detangle it, look at it. Mm-hmm. And I like to think when everything, anything comes into the light, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no wonder I'm feeling like crap. Yep. <laughs> Anybody thinking that thought 
would feel terrible. That's a, te- that's a terrible feeling thought. Yes. Um, and then, and then I go on to take that thought and shift it. I find a more nourishing thought. I call that a, um, an intentionally nourishing thought. And I replace it because I'm the thinker of my thoughts, so I can. And then the fifth, the fifth step, the last and fifth step is, is I like to call it the secret sauce. I, I have this way that I keep it in my mind. I keep it, I put that on loop in my mind instead of the difficult thought that was in my mind. So those are my steps. Those are my steps. But it all starts with the crucial first step. What I really love about not only your personal practice, but because it's really about personal power, like standing in your power and creating the life that you want for yourself in a way that feels intentional. Yes. And so it's just beautiful. I love how you just broke that down for us. I hope everyone at home has their journals because (laughs) we're being taught today. Yes. Yes. We have way more power than we realize power to feel better mm-hmm. than we realize than we give ourselves credit for oh i saw something uh, someone dm'd me on instagram it said if you allow someone to feed you then they also have the power to starve you Ooh. and uh, yeah right <laughs> and so wow. i said i wow. said whoa that is what it is if i get my feel better if I get my peace, if I get my happiness, if I get my self-love, if I get my, from anybody else, anybody, I don't care if it's your most, most faithful, loving partner or your child, anybody else, then they now have the power, whether intentionally or not, to take that away from you. And so when I started to embrace this idea of thought power, that was why I, I fell in love with it because it I, it, it began and it ended with me. It didn't matter what was happening around me. And, and again, it doesn't have to be intentional. Sometimes the people who love you the most mm-hmm. can be the ones who are, who, who, if you give them that power, are, are, you're allowing to throw you around. Right. So I'm so glad you, you said that. Mm. Rhonda, I have to say there's, I think you maybe just saw, I put my hand on my heart as you were saying all this. It, it's really, I love the way you articulated this and I loved, uh, there are two two things that really, well, everything stood out, but two things I wanted to hear you say more about. One was, I love the way you articulated that not only when you f- identify that you take that first crucial step and then you get to step two and you identify what this is and you said something so beautiful, which is when I'm ready or if I choose to change that yeah. narrative, I can do that. Yes. And I think that is that is so powerful, right? Yeah. And the timing component of when I'm ready, what you're not saying, I don't think, is, oh, I don't feel good. Oh, I'm going to pop out of here and think something. Right. It, is, it is that sort of deep listening to yourself. It's that deep understanding that sometimes the best thing we can do is is, as you noted, is to identify mm. it and 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 be. Um, and be with it. And be with it. Yeah. yeah. The the second thing, which I think it's just so interesting to me, because the way you identified that second step was in identifying what it was that you felt, and you put names to things. You said it's anger, it's shame, and I have to say, I think that's part of the reason I started walking was mm-hmm. I would feel some things. I would feel all the feelings, but I had no idea how to. Put, I, I actually. 
I didn't know how to identify them. I didn't know really what they were. Was that anger? Or was that a little bit of anger and a little bit of envy? Was that a little bit of... And I found yeah. actually in the physical act for me, and this is only my practice, I don't, I don't presume it necessarily is true for anyone else to be perfectly mm. honest, but the physical act for me of walking was a, a, was a companion to your step two. When I started to move, I was like, oh, okay, I know actually what that feels like. Yeah. I might, there may not be a label for it. I remember reading a quote by uh, George O'Keefe who talked to, sort of about, I need to paint what I'm feeling because I'm mm. not sure I can put language or words to it. And I hear you saying that, which is you get to that step two, you get into it, you identify it where you can, you let it be, you understand it and decide how to move on to step three. But I, I love each of those. And as you were talking about step two, I thought, oh, that's, that's the reason I started walking was I maybe took the first crucial step, but then I was stuck. And it was yeah. in that movement that I was able to get to a place of being able to identify it or understand it. I'm I'm so thankful for how you express that. You are a hundred percent right. Step two is vital, and it's vital that you don't push past it. And I think so many of us in the culture we're in, we we're, first of all we're scared to feel right because we, we think we'll be consumed by it, right? And and so it feels scary. Um, but feeling it, accepting it allowing it to be, all of those things are so important, not pushing past it, surely not ignoring it. I feel like we gaslight ourselves, right? We say, I, I, I'm not supposed to feel that. I don't feel that. That oh, I don't have any right to feel that. There's a lot of that going on. The first thing is walking also is one of the tools that I use to get into this mental walking practice. Mm -hmm. um, so mm. physically walking is definitely one of my tools. And I, and I hear you because I, it has a very similar effect for me. Just getting out there and feeling my feet move is one of the tools. Sometimes meditation can yeah. do it. Sometimes, you know, a yoga can do it. Like different, journaling is a big one for me too. Journaling can do it. So there, I have different entry points, um, but walking is, is definitely one of them. And yes, the acceptance of the feelings, the non-gaslighting of ourselves, the, mm. the allowing of it, the feeling of it, the naming of it is really such an important step. Just like physically walking, you could get to wherever you're going faster if you were on a bike or a car or a jet, but the, the process of physically walking allows you that time, right? So it's the same thing in, in my mental process. Um, we don't want to skip over it with the bike or the car or the jet. We want to take our time and go through it and really look at it and really feel it and really accept it and allow it. It's a very important step of the process. So I'm reading an advanced reader copy of Black Liturgies by Cole Arthur Riley. Are you familiar uh, with her? No. I'm oh not. my gosh. She wrote the book, This Here Flesh, and this is her new oh book. She has an Instagram called Black Liturgies and it's just her writing. Wow. Stunning. But I flipped open to this page and it made me think about what we're talking about. And it's um, a poem by Asada Shakur that I wanted to read. It's called Ancestors. Mm -hmm. And it says, I believe in living. I believe in birth. I believe in the sweat of love and in the fire of truth. 
And I believe that a lost ship steered by tired seasick sailors can still be guided home to port. And reading that and listening to you talk, Rhonda, and the dialogue you and Libby were just having, it's like walking both physically and mentally is this permission to guide ourselves home in a sense. Ooh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. We, yes, we can be yes. taking literal steps or we, or we can be breaking down the steps in our mind of how we're going to walk through this thing, how we're going to walk through grief, how we're going to find our way back to joy, how we're going to heal, how we're going to learn what okay. our personal power is, how are we going to put that into practice. And I don't think enough of us are talking about being our own yeah. greatest teacher and tapping into that yeah. inner wisdom. And so I'm curious, you're a mom, you're a sister, you're a daughter, you're all these wonderful things to everyone in your life. You're a wife. How do you guide yourself home in the midst of being the vessel that pours into other people so often? Wow, that's such a beautiful, first of all, the poem is so beautiful oh. and a beautiful question I take the time to take that walk and, and that mental, emotional walk. And I do it several times throughout the day. Mm. Um, I do it all the time. I always go back to the, the foundation, which is, God, I love that poem, which is the crucial first step that says, it's my thoughts. So to tie it to the poem, I am that weary captain <laughs> of the ship. And, and I know that I do still have the ability to, to guide this, this ship to, I still have it. I'm still at the, I wasn't say steering wheel. Is that what it is? What's it called? I'm still at the, at, at the, I'm at, at, I'm the, at the at thing. The, <laughs> I'm the at thing. the thing, Alex. <laughs> I'm at the thing. <laughs> I am there. No matter how no matter the weather, no matter the storm, no matter how scared, no matter how tired, no matter how seasick, I am still here at the thing, <laughs> guiding myself. I still can. And I do all day, every day, whether it's something comes up with my son or my husband or my friend or, or myself, whatever it is, I say, I say it's, it looks like it's that thing out there, but I know it's something that's happening in me and I can walk through this. I can walk through this. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's what I do. I don't have a dedicated time. I tend to wake up early because I tend to go to bed early. <laughs> so I tend to wake up early. Um, I love that time before the rest of my house is up, but I don't take it every day. Right. I mean, I love certain things, but I don't necessarily do any of those things every day, mm -hmm. except for my five step process. I do that mm -hmm. every day and throughout the day. I do it throughout the day. We're watching so much devastation right now, um, as we all know, and it's painful and uh, uh, we're watching so much. So I have to walk myself through that. I've had um, several friends. Matter of fact, Three girlfriends of mine lost their mothers this mm. week, mm. and one girlfriend of mine passed away oh this week. Mm. I have four memorials in the next two days. Um, so it's, you know, things are happening. Life is lifing, right? This is, things are happening. And our job, I believe, but my job is to keep 
finding myself in the midst of it mm-hmm. and to keep holding on to my steering wheel mm-hmm. and walking my steps. I'm mixing my metaphors, but you're following what I'm saying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and walking my steps through to feel better if I choose to and when I choose to, knowing that it is completely up to me. Uh, I am not uh, being starved by anybody else. It is it is up to me if and when I'm ready to move through and feel better. And the reason why I say feel better is I don't mean feel the best I've ever felt. And I don't mean it's, it's the opposite of this toxic positivity. It's it's the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. It's just I know if I choose to, I can shift it. And it's a direction. It's not a destination. It's a direction. Feeling better is just it's, I feel a little bit better than I, than I did an hour ago. And that's that's the work that I do. So that's what I do um, as I'm trying to be all the things that we're asked to be in this life. Hey, walk stars! we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, walk stars! I want to turn you on to one of my favorite podcasts in the entire world. It's the 10% Happier podcast, and it has one guiding philosophy. Happiness is a skill you can learn. And I truly believe this. So why not master it? Hosted by Dan Harris, a journalist who had a panic attack on national television and then set out on a journey of transformation. He's now on a quest to help others achieve peace and happiness. Every week, Dan talks to top scientists, meditation teachers, and even the odd celebrity in wide-ranging conversations that explore topics like productivity, anxiety, enlightenment, psychedelics, and relationships. The interviews cover everyone from Brene Brown to Alexander Draymond to Sam Harris. So, Walkstars, as you know, this podcast is much more than just about walking. It's the same for 10% Happier. Think of listening to 10% Happier as a workout for your mind. Find 10% Happier wherever you listen to podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Torre. Every week on my podcast, Torre Show, I interview amazing people like Andre 3000, Jada Pinkett Smith, Brisha Webb, Charles Blow, and all sorts of people about what fueled their rise to success and the ways in which being Black shows up in their work. If you want some inspiration to help achieve your dreams, listen to Torrey's show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to This Morning Walk podcast. I, thank you for that. I mean, I, I love hearing also that it is something that you do throughout the day. And it yeah. is a walking process that can be applied really at any moment. I, I guess I was wondering, um, I, it's such a beautiful and a clear sort of process walking with this. Um, do you ever do it with anybody else in your family? Do you ever, do you do it together? <laughs> do you sit down with uh, somebody and say, hey, let's walk through this together. Let's share, let's share how we're both feeling. Let's get to step four together. That's 
an amazing question. Um, not really. (laughs) And, and what's interesting about it, you know, I don't think that that is by accident. Mm. I think of it like a, like a surfboard. It's one thing to balance my weight and find my space. Beautiful. On the surfboard. It's a whole different thing if there's someone else also trying to find theirs, Mm -hmm. right? So no, for the most part, I do this work on my own. Then I feel like I'm balanced Mm. and grounded. And then I share that with my people. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 Whether that be my husband or my son, I will say things like, this morning I got scared. You know, you said this thing. I had this thought about what you said. And that thought scared me or that thought embarrassed me or that thought angered me or that thought, whatever it was. And then I was stuck with those feelings and I had to look at them and I walked my process and but da, 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 da. and here is what I've now learned or here is now what I what I'm ready to share with you about that or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I so I I don't tend to do the work with anybody else. Mm-hmm. I I tend to and then and then it allows them to also go do their work and then come back and say. And when you said that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we can have that conversation. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is really beautiful. Great question, Libby. Great question. Um, really good question. Because I think often, like, you know, y'all know I'm a big believer in community care and, like, holding things mm-hmm. together. But, but there has to come a time when we hold it on our own yeah. so that yeah. when we come with our heads bowed and our hands cupped with the offering of feeling, of presence, of truth-telling, that that person can then receive and then come back to us with the same love offering. And I just think that that's something really, really, really beautiful because that too is an act of community care, giving someone a chance to process, to get their thoughts together, to get their feelings together. And also for us as the communicator of the feelings to get grounded so that we are being intentional about how we're showing up. Yeah. I try really hard in my life um, to go back to the somebody feeding you, somebody starving you analogy. Mm -hmm. I try really hard in my life to not make anybody else responsible for my feelings. That part. That part. I am, um, I I have a song called Nobody's Business. Ain't nobody's job to make you happy. Ain't nobody's job to pull you through. Ain't nobody born to give you sunshine that lights inside of you. Ain't nobody going to seek your freedom. Your heart will see you through. Mm. Uh, uh, You're the one in charge of how you're feeling. Ain't nobody's business if you do. Um, And so I, I, I try really hard to live like that. But that said, I am a human. So if my son or my husband or whatever says something, my automatic reaction, my automatic thing might be, you know, when you say that, you know, you make me feel I have to take my time uh, and go do my work and then come back. And I and I really do believe Mm -hmm. deep, deep, deep that if we all could cultivate our own what I call emotional independence where Mm, I'm not dependent on you to feel a certain way 
if we had that and we then weren't reaching out, trying to control everybody's behavior so we could feel better, that is a form of community care. Yes. That is, is a form of community yes. care. So taking care of my side of the street, healing myself, getting myself balanced on that surfboard mm -hmm. before I reach out and try to tell you how you need to be so I can feel better. Right. That 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 to me is a is a big part of community care. This all goes hand in hand with being self-aware, being in yeah, alignment 100%. and attuned to ourselves, which they don't teach in schools, which they should. They need to teach a life alignment class because so many yeah. of us are learning in adulthood. Yeah. Whoa, we are not yeah. emotionally independent. We are not emotionally mature. Yeah. We are overstimulated. Yeah. We are we are reactors instead of responders. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're expecting everybody else to twist and turn and, and manipulate themselves to 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 please us. And the truth is, even if they adore us, they can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't you know, hit the it same. Is, it it is, doesn't hit the same. It doesn't hit the same. And so, you know, my husband and my son adore me and don't do half the things I need them to do. Like, <laughs> like you know, I mean, like, I mean, it's just because guess what? Because they have their own lives Hello. and they have their own surfboards they're trying to balance. Right. And and it's not their job. And then you add all the other billions of people on the planet. I cannot control all those people. Um, and those people don't want to be controlled by me. How's that too? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yes, this self-aware, self-fulfillment mm -hmm. and um, emotional independence. And, and it all starts for me with that crucial first step. It all starts with knowing that I do have the control because I'm the thinker of my thoughts and it's my thoughts that are triggering how I'm feeling. It's my thoughts. It's not that you didn't take out the trash. It's my thoughts, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's not because you had a tone. It's not because it's not. It's the thought that I had after you did that. It's that thought. And I can and I have control over that. Mm. I think that's a great way to end because that's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, can we just keep walking? I mean, uh, yes. <laughs> well, be, before oh before gosh. we leave, I do want to share anybody who's listening to this who has any interest in learning more about that crucial first step and how to take it. I'm giving this program for free. It's at rondaross.net and anybody can go on and, and access uh, the program. It is free um, for right now. It's free for, for your listeners. And, um, and I, and I, and I hope that people really do take mm -hmm. advantage of it. Take their first step. Join the community <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah. and learn this process because it, it really does. Uh, uh, it really can help people feel better. Awesome. Well, yes, we will put that everything that we need for that in the link in our description um, as a love yes, offering to this community. I know that everyone listening will absolutely love it. This was so nourishing and so good. Oh my gosh. This is like the best walk I've taken today is to, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Emotional independence. I love it. It's just like Ooh. such, whoa, right. Exactly. Again, I've got my hand on my heart because Wow, it, it was really beautiful. Thank you. I think that really changed a lot of things for me and um, I'm sure for the rest of the community as well. Thank you for, for this conversation. Oh, and thank you're and thank the two of you. Uh, you're wonderful. I just, I, I, like I said, I, I listen to the podcast. I, I love everything you are offering to us all. It's, it's, so, it's so nourishing and so helpful. So thank you. 
I love it. Thank you so much, Rhonda. Thank you, Rhonda. Yeah, thank you both. (laughs) This Morning Walk is a production of Blind Nil Audio, hosted by me, Alex L. And me, Libby Delena. If you find value and meaning in the conversations that we have on the show, please share it with a friend. And consider leaving a five-star review. Also, comments on Apple Podcasts really help us out. When you do that, it introduces this show to a bigger audience. Thank you so much for listening. You are wonderful. Have a great walk. Take good care. The views, information, or opinions expressed in the series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Chip and Joanna Gaines, Blind Nell Audio, nor Magnolia.